everybody. Welcome to Best Friends Club. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is Season 8, Episode 21, the one with the cooking class. The one with the cooking class. Have you ever taken a cooking class? Yes, I have, actually. Oh. Mm. Um, ben and I did a cooking class with some friends that I used to work with in Auckland. And um, it was really fun, actually. There were, I think, like eight or nine of us. Um, and it started, it was on a Saturday. It started at nine in the morning. And I remember thinking, this is way too early. But they did like a bunch of theory. It was actually um, dim sum. So it was like Chinese dim sum, like brunch. Cool. Um, and you have to start frying some stuff early, doing some like steamed rice. And then at 11, they were like, our, you, we like popped out the bubbles because they're like, our liquor <laughs> license is open now or whatever. Fun. Yeah, it was really fun. How about you? Have you? Oh, and then the good thing about it is you do this cooking class and then at the end you get to eat all this delicious food with your friends. That is fun. It was awesome. I'd highly recommend. Have you ever done one? I actually haven't um we made plans to do one basically like right when COVID hit and so we didn't get to do it (laughs) um yeah Matt and I were gonna do it and thankfully we hadn't booked it but we had everything like ready to go and then when the stay-at-home order we were like oh we'll just like wait and rebook it you know we'll book it once this is over (laughs) Haha. Yeah. So actually, I was just thinking, oh, we still need to do that. That would be fun. Yeah. No, the closest thing I've ever had to a cooking class was uh, home ec in high school, where we learned to make um, food prep. That's what it was called, food prep, (laughs) which we learned how to make. Didn't we do lasagna or something like that? And then monkey bread. Oh, I forgot about monkey bread. I. To be honest with you, I don't remember ever cooking anything in that class. I know we had it every day our freshman year, but I don't remember actually cooking. Yeah. I remember her cooking and telling us weird stuff. We made monkey bread. I actually think that's the only thing we actually cooked, to be completely honest. Oh, my gosh. Not surprised. Um, (laughs) I think everything else. I remember, like... She taught us how to like clean the kitchen and dry out the sink. And I think about that all the time that I would never spend time drying my sink. What? Do you remember that? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, she said, this is, t- this is derailing really fast, but it was like dry the sink because cockroaches just need like one drop of water <gasps> to survive. So you don't want them to come up into your sink to get that drop of water. She knew her audience. But do you dry your sink now? No, I don't. But I'm like, maybe I should. I don't know. Maybe you should. I basically sent out the invitation. Was like, come hear ye. Yeah. Hear ye. Come hear cockroaches. <laughs> Live in my sink. Ugh. Um, No, I don't remember that at all. I, oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I just remember who we had it with and pie? No, we made no food. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember her teaching us about Italian food. Maybe. Yes, because she called it Italian. Does that ring any bells? Italian food, yes. I also remember her teaching us about botulism. And she was like, you have to be careful with canned goods. And mm-hmm. if they're dented, you can get botulism. And then it was like, here's how you die. And then I learned that's that like Botox is botulism. I don't know. It's all very confusing. 
You probably already have it. Botulism? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> um, I only remember her teaching us about osteochlorosis. Oh, dear. That was not a typo. She did call it osteochlorosis <laughs> with a C. A typo. Instead of porosis. Well, Mrs. Osteoporosis's cooking class aside, um, you should look back into that. You should see if you can re-sign up, especially if they've already got your like deposit or something. I, it's a really fun idea. It's a really good like winter activity or like Mm-hmm. inside activity you know when it's cold out or if you've got like parents yeah, over I think it'll be fun maybe I'll book one soon that, also, that sounds like a good activity yeah sometimes I feel like we don't do enough activities like we hang out a lot we hang out with people but but we don't do a lot of activities okay like my friend Lydia and I went to a comedy show last night and I was like we don't oh, do stuff fun. like this enough you know who was it it was fun um, some guy, this actually is pretty funny. Some guy. She saw one of his videos, like a reel he posted. And my friend Lydia happens to, she just share anything she sees that's funny, she just shares it. Okay. So she's almost like her own meme account. <laughs> okay. Um, it's very random, but yeah. she share, it's always hilarious. Oh, she, she sees it and it's funny, she just shares it. Right. So it is, it's all really good. And so she had shared a video of his. And after she shared it, I don't know if... I don't know how he knew where she was from because her account is private. Mm. But he messaged her and was like, hey, you live in Nashville. I'm coming to a show. I'm doing a show soon. Do you want the link to tickets? Oh, wow. And she messaged me and was like, do you want to go to this? And I was like, sure. And when she sent me the screenshot, I thought she like won tickets. (laughs) Nope. So I was like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. And then I realized he was sending her the link to buy them, which is fine. I just Uh, misconstrued the situation. Yeah. I would have thought like, here are free tickets since you're a fan. Also, how come he knows where she lives? No, no discount, full price. But I mean, the, the comedy place, it's actually like pretty close to my house. It's not expensive. The tickets are always like around 20 bucks. Oh, okay. But the thing is, is that you have to buy two menu items that can be two drinks, food, whatever. Oh, okay. Um, Which is fine. So it's like, it's still a pretty cheap night, all things considered, for like dinner and a show. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we went last night and the opener was my neighbor. <laughs> Wait, what? I mean, I don't know him very well. He lives across the street in one over. But we, you know, we say hello. We, you know very very tiny amounts of chatting over the years did you know but he was I a comedian swore, like did what well how would I have known before that I don't know in your tiny amounts of chatting maybe he mentioned it they didn't list the opener they didn't list the opener um and as oh. soon as I saw him come out I was like oh my gosh that's my neighbor oh and then gosh. I had this vague memory of Matt telling me that one of the guys across the street worked at this comedy club so he was the opener. It was really funny. And that then the so main guy funny. was really funny too. Yeah. So I wanted to go up to him afterwards and be like, hi, I live, I across, live the street. across the street. But I was like, maybe I'll just wait until I run into him. Because he's like always outside. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the neighborhood. Yeah. It was really funny. I was like, probably know more about him than I should. Yeah. Now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but um, still very funny. So. Well, Good yeah, thing. Anyway, he was classes, but comedy sometimes. Yeah. Um. But 
Yeah, I like I like activities. I just I feel like sometimes I don't uh, like plan. I don't always prioritize like finding them. But yeah, you know, yes. I feel like it's seasonal. It is seasonal, and it's it's work to do it. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. Okay, more activities in 2023. So, cooking classes. <laughs> and the cooking class that we're here to talk about, well, the review. Okay, mm-hmm. so not, yes, review, not classes. So <laughs> Ross walks in with all these newspapers <laughs> because Monica gets a bad review. The chef's mahi-mahi was awful, awful. And he tries to make her feel better by being like, Nobody in the next in the two block radius will know, but she's like, but the rest of Manhattan, and he's like, Aww. yeah, they they all know. Aww, this just know. reminds me of like I guess it's different because it's like the Washington Post and not the Chelsea Reporter, which is where she gave that review about Alessandro's. <laughs> yeah, that's when she's writing the bad review, right? So she can dish it. But she can't take it. Well. Pun intended. But we always knew that about That's Monica. True. Right? We <laughs> That's knew that true. she could, yeah, dish it and not take it. Truly, though, this must be so difficult for our, like, you know, she must rely so much on, like, word of mouth and, like, well-respected food critics. Or even if she doesn't respect him, she knows that other people do. And, like, it's a well-respected paper. So this is, like really got a sting pre-internet too yeah um don't leave us a bad review because we won't take it well um (laughs) (laughs) i i do truly admire um people who can take this kind of thing in in their stride because i think we all think like oh who cares what they think you know um but to read it like that is really I, I think that it would affect me more than I would like to admit. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I have a friend who um, just wrote a book and it's oh. about to come out like in the next week or so. And cool. so she's starting to get some reviews in like publications oh. and even like some pre-orders have gone out. So people are leaving Amazon reviews and she's posted a few of the bad ones oh. and not like – in a self-deprecating way, not in a, like, screw this guy kind of way. She's just like, I'm committed to being honest about the process. And, like, that means that some people, I'm not going to be their cup of tea. But I was like, that takes a lot of, like... Yeah, like, courage or... Just remembering that, like, one person's opinion doesn't define you. It doesn't yeah. mean you're bad. It doesn't mean, like, anything, really. It just means it wasn't for them. Yeah, and true. But it it's still hard to... It'd be hard to, like, take that. Yes. Constantly. It would be that like rejection or like personal mm-hmm. critique or whatever. I totally agree. I don't, I would like to think I'd be okay with it, but I think in reality. Yeah. 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 I just think like business owners, artists, I don't know, small businesses, like all of this. Yeah. It, it just matters so much. And word of mouth is really important. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, but it is funny that, like you mentioned, she can dish it because she was writing a bad about Alessandro's in the Chelsea Reporter, which Phoebe was like, that used to keep me so warm. And somebody was like, dozens of people read your, <laughs> your review. Dozens of people. <laughs> but this is definitely different. This is like 
a well-known paper, probably a well-known critic. And I don't know, it's like in, you know, it's, it would just be really difficult to have somebody like in the industry. So, but like, so it just like keeps talking about like, I don't know, like how bad she was. And I love how Joey tries to make her feel better (laughs) by being like, she was abysmal. I remember my first good review in a play that was simply bad. Joey Tribbiani was abysmal thinking that it was a compliment. It's so funny. And when we were talking about our favorite Joey moments, um, I had recently watched this episode. And this is one of my favorite like Joey quotes because he says it so confidently. I'm not just saying this because I'm your friend. Your food is abysmal. (laughs) And he thinks he's being so helpful. Like when she finally goes down there (laughs) to confront the food critic and he's like, your food. There you go. It's abysmal. (laughs) Oh. Oh, Joey, Joey, Joey. Bless. I do have to hand it to Monica, though. Like, the gumption and the gall to be like, okay, I looked this guy up. I found him. I, I know where he teaches classes. I'm going to go prove him wrong. Like, you cooked him? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I would I would never do that. I would probably just go, like, hide my face and never, I don't know, just, like, yes. feel bad about myself or something. Actually, when I was watching this back, I was thinking, like, when Monica's like, I found the chef, and I know where he teaches a class, and we're going to... Do you know who she reminds me of in this episode, like, in this way, is Leslie Nope in Parks and Rec, when she's running for um, city councilor or whatever, and... She's like that one guy is like they're like doing the focus group and the one guy is like I just don't feel like I could have a beer with her and so she's like what so I looked him up I found him I invited him to a bowling class we're gonna have a I'm gonna play like I'm breezy it is like that is actually like this is their overlap yes where they can't let the little things go and like hone in on something so you're so right because like Hearing that uh, I couldn't, feel, don't feel like I could have like a beer or go bowling with her, and she's like, I could have a beer and go bowling, and then throws a bowling party. Yes, to prove this guy wrong, it's just insane. It is a little insane, uh, because she just can't let it go. It's like the slight against her, and she just like feels it in her bones. And by her, I mean like both Monica and Leslie. Nope. But do you know who else this reminds me of a little bit? Is somebody that we know and love named Renee. Uh, have you ever, like, gone out of your way to write an injustice against you and your character, Renee? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm more like, <laughs> oh, oh boy, here we go. Because I, I'm more like, um, I think it's less that I've, I don't know this is different I don't think that I've had this type of situation where like someone felt my work wasn't up to par okay I do feel it's a different category it's more when I'm like this is not right well like when someone parked their car in front of my driveway and I wanted to slash their tires uh and Matt was like we're not gonna do that no carry under why not they parked in front of our driveway oh my gosh and he was like calm down I knocked on every door in the neighborhood that I knew 
that I didn't know whose cars, like the, all the college kids that live on my street. Yeah, normal. And I was basically ready to chew them out. And instead, I settled for writing semi-mean things on their windows in a removable paint pen. What? Like, I... I <laughs> did I not tell you about that? No, I don't think so. What did you, like, leave a stern note on? Like, Well, I kind of did, except I used pen. <laughs> Oh. But like the kind that, yeah. Well, I wrote on the back window. I am very inconsiderate. Oh <laughs> my gosh, <laughs> that's a lot to write. I Did was she, very embarrassed. Did you have to go like buy a paint pen? No, of course I have one. No, I had one in my oh. drawer. Oh, of course, ready at all times. Matt, see this? Yes, he was. He was embarrassed for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> And I was embarrassed for myself. Also, what actually makes this whole story better for everyone else, but like worse for me, is that my friend is a musician and he is releasing a new album. And so I told him, I'll produce a music video for you because he's doing, you know, he's doing it all on his own. He's on a limited budget because he's paying for everything. And I was like, let me know what you want to do. I'll produce a music video for you and we'll, you know, make it happen. So it's the day we're shooting the video and we had to pick something up from my house on the way to – oh, no, sorry. We were using a location that's literally around the corner, the coffee shop around the corner from my house. Um, we were going to film in there, so we were going to park the cars at my house and just walk over because there's no parking at the coffee shop. So I go to pull in my driveway, and I'm like, what the heck is this? So not only did Matt have to watch me become unhinged crazy person – uh, three of my friends did too. Thankfully, nobody else was there. But yeah, I just sometimes I just see red in those situations. I know, I know. <laughs> it was a re- and we went to lunch after that, and I was like, "You guys, I'm, I'm calm now, and I'm very embarrassed. Like, I'm very aware of how unreasonable that was. Like, it is frustrating and it is very annoying. And I think those are valid feelings because." Who parks in front of someone's driveway? Like, yes. it is. It's unreasonable. No. It's very annoying. It's annoying. Yes. But no one died. We didn't have anywhere to go. I wasn't blocked in. But. Oh, boy, yeah, Renee. I just. That's. That is annoying, though. And, like, if somebody's parking your driveway, like, if you did have an emergency, that. Mm-hmm. Could you have called, like, a tow truck or something to move it at we that did. person's expense? So here's the thing. We called a tow truck, but this is this is where it gets extra frustrating because oh gosh. There is legal street parking in most of Nashville, but my street you can park anywhere. If he parked in my driveway, I could have him towed, but because the street is public property, I could not have him towed. The city, a police officer had to come and basically like say it was blocking something and and say they could tow it oh basically because i and i understand that i can't just be like tow this person's car because i'm mad at them yeah but i'm like they are blocking my property i yes. know the street is not my property but i cannot access my property so it's one of those yes. like gray areas yeah that's difficult um like i know that it, it's a good thing that i can't just have a car towed from in front of my house or you know whoever's house because yeah that could get out of hand like people could just be petty but you would think that like you could send a photo in to be like he's blocking my driveway i can't get out well right 
I know. And um, they could sort it for you. But the, it was also a day there was like a parade downtown. There was a pro a scheduled like peaceful protest downtown. It was summer. There were events everywhere. There were no police officers. Oh, they were like Oh, they were so busy. Yeah. Right. Um we called a bunch of times and then finally the kid wandered out and that was like <laughs> sleepily? Dude. Like run. You can't park in front of a driveway. And the guy was like, Oh, sorry, I got home at five thirty. I just thought it was the street parking. Oh my and he's like, well, it's not. And my wife's going to kill you. He was like, and he looked at his car. He's looking at, he's looking at the writing <laughs> oh, and he's I like, forgot. yeah, that was my wife. And it's probably a good thing she's not here because she wanted to slash your tires. So <laughs> just pay attention. Come on. Aww. And he's like, the guy apologized, but it was really just like, he just didn't pay attention. He doesn't care. So he was in fact inconsiderate. Yeah. Oh, and whatever <laughs> else I wrote on there. I can't even remember now. I just remember Sorry. writing, I am very inconsiderate. Oh, and I man, looked back yeah. on it and thought that was very funny because it's not like actually mean, yeah, but exactly. it's a funny, like, it's like a, I don't know. This young man. It's like a highbrow insult. I don't know. Yeah. Because I could have wrote like, I suck. But instead, I wrote, I am very inconsiderate. Inconsiderate young man. Don't, oh, I think I maybe wrote, like, don't trust me. I am inconsiderate. It no. might have been that. I don't remember now. <laughs> don't trust me. His girlfriend's probably like, did he cheat? Like, oh my gosh. Oh. I see it. I see it. I know that I'm a psychopath, uh. but sometimes I just can't help it. You just see red, Leslie Nope, and Monica. <laughs> Yeah. So totally understands. She does. She does. But it's different. I do think it's different if somebody like said something about me that made me feel bad about myself. I okay. don't know if I would honestly be so confrontational. Right. Okay. Because Monica does like go down there, which is just, it is really confrontational to be like, I'm going to prove you wrong to your yes. face. The thing is, is I rarely get that mad about things that matter. Would you agree? It's always this kind of stupid crap that doesn't actually matter. And I lose my effing mind. Which is why I think it's so funny because it's not like high stakes type stuff. It's minor inconveniences. Well, like maybe I shouldn't out myself further on this. No, Because please. everyone's going to be like, does she need help? Please like <laughs> say more. When I got let go from a job, I was so... My feelings were very hurt. I was like, no, no, no. I quit. You don't fire me. Well, not fire. I got let go in a large group layoff. Like, my whole department was gone. So I know it wasn't, like, personal, personal, but I've never been let go, ever. Like, ever. Not even close. So I was like, this doesn't happen to me. And I was so hurt that it happened. And I was very upset, really, for my team members. I was like... We've been at, you know, whatever. It was like a bit, a messy situation. But I went from sadness to like pure, like white hot rage. <laughs> In like. I was seeing red and I was flat. like, wait a second. The, the person who like was part of the firing, like, could I ruin their life? Oh. oh. How much online research. Oh. So my gosh. I didn't actually look anything up to wow. try to ruin their life. Wow, good. Um, that's good. I, I know, but every great <sighs> once in a while, it is not common 
these are literally the only two examples I can think of in the last like five to maybe more years. Yeah, that's good. Um, but it's I think it's deep. It's when I feel that something is deeply unjust and it is like not just injustice in the world, but like like unjust in front of my very eyes, like in front of my face. And I feel like I have to do something about it. And usually it's like justice plus like loyalty. Oh, then I'm like, oh, yes. Okay. I'm going to burn this mother down, you know? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to ruin their life. Like I'm sure I could find something on the internet and ruin their life and ruin their career and wouldn't be oh that hard. And then I was like, okay, let's – Calm yourself. Calm this is not normal. Take a minute. So I didn't do anything. I didn't even like do a Google search. Thankfully, I had enough clarity to not do anything. Um, but I did sign them up for some annoying uh, text messages and emails. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up. I don't remember now. There were some like it might have been like um, – Michaels or Hobby Lobby or something like that. I basically Googled like who sends out the most marketing emails. Oh my god! And then I signed them up. And then I found like a bunch of um, political uh, all over the spectrum to sign them up for like uh, supporter text messages. Um, this is good. And all that kind of stuff. So people, more just like. I hope people are taking notes. Yeah. It was like the digital toilet papering of their house. Oh, Renee. But it was enough to make me feel better. But I'm like, nobody got hurt. That doesn't actually like. You can unsubscribe. And it's the perfect you know, crime, right? Because they can never find out that it was you who did it. No, I put their phone number in. Unless they're listening. So, I mean. Unless. Th- which I doubt. And they don't know who I'm talking about. So. Booyah. So, um, booyah. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right. Look out, everyone. Don't piss Renee off. Yeah. And I told my friend, like, the next day or the day after, I was like, I had this moment where I felt like that. And she's like, you, in the 20, you know, this wasn't even, like, 24 hours post it happening. Like, everyone has a range of emotions. And you recovered really quickly. Like, you didn't do anything about it. I was like, that's because I was like, I kind of scared myself that I thought about ruining someone's life. Um. But I didn't. And yeah, because I thought about it and I was like, you know what? The guilt I would feel, even if I did a Google search and I found something and I didn't act on it, just the fact that I like knowing that it like was out there, um, I would have, I would feel guilt for the rest of my life. And that would never, I would never feel like, Whatever revenge I think I would feel now that would feel good, I don't think it would feel good other than like maybe the second it was executed and then I would just feel guilt. Yeah. So, you would feel it. like you crossed a line or something? Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would. I know I would. Like I knew. That's why I was like even if I do a Google search and don't even act on it, I still like that is too far. It's too yeah. far. Um, but that's, you know, that's the difference having bad thoughts and acting on them. Like, everyone has bad thoughts once in a while. Everybody, you know, wants to write in someone's car. Window with paint pen, right? Right, guys? Right? (laughs) No, but you know what I mean. We all (laughs) – I am unreliable, inconsiderate. Um, But, you know, we all have, like, moments of 
anger and sadness yes. and hurt and whatever. But totally. yeah, acting on them is totally different. So don't ruin anyone's life. But I don't think what Monica's doing, I don't think there's anything wrong with what she's doing. She didn't oh. cook him. No, of course. No, you cooked him? No, she didn't. She's just going down to prove him wrong, which is actually quite ballsy and ha- requires like a lot of confidence in her skills and abilities and a lot of courage to like go yes. face him. So it's yes, it's de- it's definitely different. Her motives are a bit mm-hmm. weird. Revenge. <laughs> front page. I can't yeah. wait to read the front page tomorrow. <laughs> the front page. You really live in your own little world, don't you? Chef was wrong about Monica or whatever. So she yeah. so she goes down there, and she decides to pretend not to know it. Well, actually, she goes down there to like. <laughs> teach him wrong and makes him mm-hmm. um try her whatever i don't know booyah base i can't remember <laughs> and he's not very nice about it but then she ends up in cooking yeah. 101 class and she is like oh i don't know i'm a beginner cooking for beginners and decides that they're gonna go with it which okay so now they're doing a cooking class yay um and it like <laughs> It seems like they're there for a really long time. Like, it just keeps cutting back, and they're like... Well, they're making, like, a whole meal. Oh, yes, true. That's right. They've got the macaroni and cheese, which Joey Mm -hmm. uh, tries to make, but she's like, this is missing some cheese. (laughs) Did you use all of your... And he's like... Eat as a pre-cooking snack. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We use that a lot. If by by use it, you mean eat. I always eat a little pre-cooking snack. I love a pre-cooking snack. Really? Are you referring to me eating raw noodles? Mm-hmm. Renee used to always crunch on raw noodles before cooking. <laughs> used to. Oh, do you still do that? I really don't do it as much now. It does kind of <laughs> hurt my teeth now. Yeah. Um, And I cook like the chickpea pasta a lot more and it is not as satisfying. Oh, no. Satisfying. Um, raw. Ugh. It's fine cooked. I actually, I like it cooked. Oh, okay. Well, you and Joey both like a pre-cooking snack. Um... But then Monica is like, also, she's just getting all this praise from the teacher um, about her her pasta and her um, cookies. And, you know, I think she just, I mean, we know she just like, it's Monica. <laughs> she just really needs um, that praise and affirmation. Yes, she does. And she just lives into it. You know? Yeah, totally. Which I appreciate about her. Yes. Well, and especially after, you know, how bad she was feeling about that critique. You kind of, fair enough. She just wanted to go feel good about herself for a little bit. Her classmates, however, do not think it's fair enough. And when she makes the star out of the foil, they all think she's crazy. They do. And then once the teacher realizes who she is, she's like, oh, I love your food. And she's like, oh, you do? Oh, man. Yeah, when she's like, as a person, oh, she's like, oh, as a person, I'm totally crazy, but you like my food? Great. And then she, so they, you know, she just, I don't know, she just got the approval that she needed from somebody kind of in her field. Agreed. And that's all. But then they go at the end, she's like, hey, Joey, acting for beginners, you want to show them a thing or two? What does he say? I can't actually remember. He's like, tell me the difference between... Upstage or downstage or something like that? Between... Who can tell me the difference between upstage and downstage? And Joey's like... This is a bad idea. This was a bad idea. So, okay, here's the question. I know it would be very different for us because we don't have like... um, Trades? 
skills uh <laughs> classic job yeah like trade classic jobs that yeah. people think of like that yes but would you want to sit in on a consulting for beginners and like be the class star <laughs> or do you think you would what would you what do you would you think okay. about it I would say no, and here's why. I actually have this thing. I don't know if you and I have ever talked about it, this, like, weird... Oh, gosh, okay. Yes, okay. So whenever I'm, like, this isn't the same as, like, your career, but, like, whenever I'm playing a game with other people or doing something that I find easy with other people, mm-hmm. I try not to be, like, obviously ahead, Um because then I just feel like it's not actually fun for anybody. You sandbag. Yes. Yes, exactly. I will sandbag. So it's like if I'm like killing it. Ashley. What? I do the same thing. Seriously? Did we learn this from each other? Maybe. Did did either of us ever win a game or were we always? <laughs> so here's the thing. I won't like lose, but I do like the game to be enjoyable. Yes. Same. I agree. Yes. It's not fun. Yes, exactly. And so I'll like pull back a little bit so that I'm not like absolutely smashing people. Do you remember in high school and stuff? Like when we used to play games like card games or whatever and you and I were on the same team and people would be like, wow, you guys are really good at this. We know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I never wanted people to be like, it's not fun anymore and like not want to play. I don't lose to let kids beat me. That's... No, they've got to learn. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to hold back. Yeah. No. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, But yeah, I don't know. I guess I just like... I do enjoy winning, especially if I know that I'm like, I can win. But I just don't want to like be so far ahead that it's not fun for other people. I don't know. I don't know what why I do that or why you and I both do that with the sandbagging. Um, and then I think if I'm mm-hmm. being so if we're talking specifically about my career, I do kind of wonder like maybe there's part of me that's a little bit worried about like what if I yeah, yeah. actually don't know as much as I think I know. Like I go in there trying to act like I'm top of the class and I don't know, like, yes, I studied change management in school, but like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was a long time ago. I don't know, stuff might change. I just ago. wouldn't want to get too cocky. What about you? Would you want to do a producers, producing for beginners class? I guess you did say that you sandbag, but like, how would you feel about doing this? Yeah, I think it's actually really funny. Like, I I totally relate to, like, exactly what you said. I – is it because we're the best, but we just don't want everyone to think we know it? (laughs) I mean – Kind of. (laughs) Okay. So, Renee – this is a stupid idea. I'm just kidding. So, Renee would do it. I do think it's fun that there's just, like, all those classes, though. I guess we could just go take, like, night classes, but Mm – You can go take night classes on anything you want to learn. Yeah. Go be a lifelong learner, which yeah, I do actually think is. is cool. Um, um yeah. yeah. Okay. So the next thing we have happening is Chandler is like, oh, I've gonna go, I'm going to an interview. And Joey's like, for what? And Chandler is like, yeah, for data analysis and statistical processing. 
And somebody's like, oh, I know someone who does that. And he's like, it's me. I do that. That's my job. So I would like to pause now and talk about the episode Mm -hmm. that should be called the one where we learn Chandler Bing's job. And (laughs) specifically, um, Renee, I would like to open the floor for you because I know that you have a little something to say about this. I want to speak my piece because when I have been on a couple cruises, they've done friends trivia mm-hmm. and they, every time the question is, what is Chandler Bing's job? Mm-hmm. And the first time I wrote, he does data reconfiguration the- into statistical factor. Factor. That's right. I said it wrong. And... They said, no, he's an IT procurement manager. What? Absolutely not. Um, And what's really funny that you bring this up, because when I was, like, getting ready for this episode, um, often we'll look up, like, are there any pieces of trivia or any, like, fun facts we didn't know? Like, it's fun to just kind of, like, do a deep dive on the episode and see if there's anything we missed. Learn some secrets. One of the trivia pieces I found on IMDb said, in this episode, we find out Chandler works at an IT procurement manager. What? With the specialization of statistical analysis, factoring, and data reconfiguration. He is not a transponster. However, I cross-checked that with the freaking script. (laughs) Oh, boy. And nowhere does it say the word IT IT procurement procurement manager. Right. Nowhere. Well, that's not what he does. That's not... Yes. A thing. I work with people who do IT procurement manager, and that is absolutely not at all what Chandler is doing. It doesn't even mention it, which is what's so weird. But so I still stand by that he is not that. He is not that. And if you are listening out there and you are the trivia fun director on a cruise ship, you need to correct that question right now because I'm sure it's like some company mm-hmm. got that from somewhere and like that's like the company or like the quiz questions they use, right? Like it's got to be like a Ripley's Believe It or Not quiz or whatever um, type thing that these, I don't know if you guys have that. I'm sure you must. Um, but yes. Speaking yep. of trivia, quick aside, we did one um, a couple weeks ago with some of the people I do improv with and we won. I don't think I've ever won trivia before. And when I say we, um, I helped minimally and enjoyed the food and beer and company. And there was like two guys that kind of knew all the answers. Um, but you know what they did not do? They did not sandbag. Yeah. One of the guys was even like, my wife made me promise to let other people answer some of the questions um, before I started writing them all down. <laughs> I was like, whatever, we won. So I was fine with it. Anyway, though, back to the cruise. So you know the answer they're looking for is IT yeah, whenever that comes procurement up, I manager. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, so I read something else that said because of the types of reports in his office, it can be assumed he worked in IT procurement. What? But no one ever says that. That's weird. Like, nowhere. What reports? I don't know. The, the weenus? Yeah, the weekly estimated net usage systems and the anus i still don't maybe but the thing is is this is the only time that 
he says explicitly what he does. Yeah, that's a really good point. He's like, I do that. This is Chandler Bing's job. Yes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he's an IT procurement manager. (laughs) Anyway, so he, I think it's really sweet that Phoebe offers to help him with the job interview. Um, She's probably gone through a lot in her time. And so it's good that she's like offering to help him, um, you know, with like, um, the different questions, um, <laughs> even though she does say, don't be too much yourself. Um, because you know, <laughs> she's like, you just, you don't give a good first impression, but you knew that, right? Mm. It's okay. Cause then like, once you get to know you for a couple weeks, like then you're much, much better or whatever. And he's like, oh great. I think this interview is going to last a couple weeks, but <laughs> I, I can help you. I can help you. Oh, God. Thanks, Phoebe. A little too honest. But anyway, um, he does the interview, even though the guy says duties, which thankfully Phoebe knew her audience and prepped him for specifically. Mm-hmm. He nails it until the very end when he thinks the interview's over and so he starts acting like a huge weirdo. Oh, Chandler. And to be honest with you, I can't remember if he gets that job or not. <laughs> No, he doesn't. He ends up getting sent to Tulsa eventually. So, oh, of course, Tulsa, right? And speaking of Phoebe being a little too forthcoming and honest, um, Rachel tries to confide in Phoebe about um, what happened at the baby store. So, Ross and Rachel go to buy like nursery stuff because they realize the baby's due in like a couple weeks or a very week soon. and they don't have anything. Anything? <laughs> I know. This feels very ill prepared. Like, how could you get to one week before your due date and not have literally anything you need? I just feel like I know that like in the last one, she was like a whole dum dum about baby stuff, but like. I feel like anybody would be prepared. Plus, Ross knows already. So this seems crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I understand if it was a month out, I'd be like, okay, it's time to start putting the pedal to the metal. I wouldn't be freaking out like she was. But I feel like a month out is like a pretty good time. Because really, you're considered full term at 37 weeks. You go to 40 weeks. You know, baby could be early or late. So like, when you're in that one month window, the baby really could come at any time and you shouldn't be all that surprised. Um, It might not come right away. You know, you might have time still. But like, I don't, a week before your due date, oh my gosh, you need a crib. Well, you don't really need a crib right away. You need diapers. But oh. you know, whatever. They do need a few things. Yeah. They need a few things. You need stuff. You need stuff. You're having a baby. Yep. So. So. She has the diaper, Jeannie. She threw up in it. She can't return it. Wait, she threw up in it? Um, Well, no, she jokes. She said, can I throw up on my diaper, Jeannie? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Poor sweetie. Um, So they go to the baby store to buy everything. Um, And the lady at checkout is like, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Geller, like, do you guys want this delivered to your home? And Ross is like, oh, no, we're not married. And then awkwardly goes into like, I mean, we're having this baby together and we used to be a couple. And he's like, or no, or yes, stranger, we would like it delivered, (laughs) Um, which is very funny. And so this lady starts flirting with him. 
Now, she is so like the I don't know her features are just so sharp, I guess. Yeah, she's kind of very like striking with the really dark hair and the really bright eyes. Like she's very striking. Um piercing, piercing eyes. Yes. That is the perfect way to describe her. She has very piercing eyes and like porcelain skin. Um, she's very pretty, but also just very like, I don't know. I could see her in like the House of Dragons or something like that. Yeah. Oh, totally. Funny enough, her name is Renee. R-E-N-A. Or maybe her name's Rena. Maybe it's Rena. Oh, well, Rena Renee is, she sees her in and she starts making moves um, as soon as she learns that they are not together she starts hitting on Ross like so brazenly I can tell you work out yes and then she's like an archaeologist who works out wow you're like Indiana Jones oh my god I mean and talk about knowing your audience yes I am like Indiana Jones <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yes, definitely the way to Ross's heart. Obnoxious flattery. <laughs> okay, and so I can't remember what happens first. Does Kate come and deliver the thing to the house? Or does um, does Rachel complain no. to Phoebe? She, no, she complains to Phoebe first. And I think her coming over like sends her over the edge. Oh, okay. That's right. Because she's like, we went shopping and Ross almost got himself in a little extra. A whore. (laughs) A whore. Um, And so that's right. That's when she tells Phoebe, like, this lady was blatantly flirting and it was just so over the top. And Phoebe's Mm -hmm. like, well, did she know that you guys were together? Yeah. Or that you were separate? And Phoebe, and she was like, well, yes, but... And that's when Phoebe's like, okay, well, sorry, like, you just sound jealous. Yeah. Rachel makes it less about Ross and more just like, wow, coming on a little strong there. Like, wow, pump the brakes, lady, you know, like, not, uh, excuse me, my baby daddy. Yeah. Just more like, wow, get your place of business, you know. She makes it more about her, like, style of approach and less about Ross. Or at least that's what she's telling herself. Yes, that's true. So anyway, so she says it to Phoebe and Phoebe's like, you're just jealous. And she's like, well, no, I'm not. But then whatever. So then later, Katie comes over to deliver the blanket mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, you forgot this blanket. Um, I don't usually make house calls. And Ross, ever the player, in his own words, tries to tip her. <laughs> it's so good. I'm going to put that away. Okay. And so Rachel is talking to Ross later and she's like, I don't want you to go on a date. And he was like, what's wrong with Katie? And she's like, nothing. She was fine. She was perfectly lovely. I just don't want you to date her. I don't want you to date anybody. And he's like, excuse me? And she's like, yeah, I want you to be at my beck and call 24-7 all the time. And Ross goes, okay. He just says, yep, that's fine. And I love how she goes, what? But I'm being so unreasonable. And he goes, yeah, well, you're allowed to be unreasonable. So I wanted to ask you, what do you think about this? 
do you think it's fair that he doesn't date anybody while she's pregnant and she can't date? So I, I think a lot of things. I think if I were in Rachel's shoes, I think I would probably feel similar. Even if I didn't want Ross, I'd be like, but wait, we're having this baby. You can't abandon me right now and date someone. I think I would also realize it's unreasonable and inappropriate. Um, I think this is probably my favorite Ross moment of the entire show because it is so sweet that he doesn't, he's like, okay, yeah, if that's what you want, okay, you're having this baby and he that's doesn't, fine. You can be unreasonable. Yeah, you're he doesn't make her like feel bad. No. It's truly a selfless act and it's just very like, yeah, he's like, I know, yeah, it is crazy, but that's okay. You can be crazy right now, you know? Um, it's just very sweet. Uh, it's just like very supportive because you know it's mostly like her hormones and her emotions and there's just a lot going on and it, yeah, it is. It's unreasonable, but it's kind of like when you're on your period and you're like, listen, I know this doesn't make any sense, but I'm just going to, you're going to have to go with it. That's all I got right now. Um, So yeah, I just think it's so sweet that he doesn't like push back he doesn't put up a fight he doesn't like make her further explain you know like because like it would not be unreasonable for him to be like wait a second you don't want to date me but you want you don't want me to date other people and like do you realize what you're asking me you know he could push back and still come to the conclusion like okay if that's what you want I'll do it but he doesn't even do that he's just like okay he just says okay it's very sweet in my opinion um, I don't know, like, does that mean till the end of time? Are we going to put a parameter on this? I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was awkward enough when he was dating Mona. Um, there's just too much overlap, <laughs> you know? Um, but I don't, what I don't really know is how I f- fully feel about Katie coming over. To oh, ask him out. Right. Katie. I called her Kate before. Because part of me is like, okay, he's a single guy. They are very clearly not in a relationship. If he was shopping for baby stuff and is like, oh, no, 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 we're not together. I'd be like, mm, I don't know about that. But like Rachel's there like, no, no, just friends, just having a baby. But I still don't, I still don't think I like that she came over to ask him out. I don't know why. Do you just... Is it because it's like so forward that she would come to his house to ask him? Well, I don't think I like that he asked her out in general. Oh, okay. So it's just like the... Like picking up a daddy at work. (laughs) And her place of business. She's a professional woman. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but also like she works at a baby store, so... I feel like she wouldn't be meeting a lot of single attractive men or just single men full stop. I don't think she'd be meeting at work. Yeah. So maybe she was just like has to grab the bull by the horns when she can. I don't know. Seize the opportunities. I do think she could have just called him using the number on the slip, the delivery. Good point. Slip. Yes. Because think about it. Like Imagine if this was a man just showing up at a woman's house to be like... I didn't really think about that. Yeah, to be like, 
I've got your delivery. That would be so creepy. Because you could call and say, yeah, we left this behind. Do you mind if I drop it off? Yes. But still, then cornering someone in their home, I guess. Yeah, I didn't really think about it that way. Yeah. Because if the roles were reversed, yeah, I'd probably be calling the store. Yeah, or the cops. <laughs> I I would, I mean, I guess, much like anything, it would depend. Like, if you found the person attractive, you'd be like, mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't, you'd be completely creeped out. And like, yes, calling the cops or the store. Right, right. Okay, but you asked a good question before about like, how long are we talking? Can we put some parameters around this? So it's like, she's like, I don't want you to date at all. And he says, okay, like, well, she's, I don't know, because she's about to have like, well, how long? <sighs> well, I'm guessing like... I'm assuming it would be like through that newborn stage a little while, like while they get acclimated to having a baby. I mean, how long does it take to get acclimated to having a baby? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I guess I could see like maybe while she's breastfeeding or like uh, just for the first like little bit until, I don't know, she can start like pumping and bottle feeding or something like that. I'm not sure. But neither are they, because they don't really discuss that, at least not on air with us. Um, And they're going to have a while yet to discuss it, because... Little did we know that Rachel had plenty of time to get her nursery in order. Yeah, one week... Don't tell her that. Oh my gosh, yes, exactly. So... Anyway, that's true. So we've got plenty of time, but we will cover that next week. in the one where Rachel is late, but you don't be late. Don't you be late. Oh, so cheesy. It's okay. I did it too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> see you guys then. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.